Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Feeling like I'm on the run. Live every day just the same. This rock star with no fame. The way it is for everyone. God knows that if I try, I might be able to get by, get by as one of the But take me back home to Boston, back where I know where I belong, back with the day. Some hunk of food Well, the people, they turned away Yeah, they had nothing to say The man, I thought it was kind of new Maybe if I was their kin They might just let me in And put me in the right kind of mood Take me back home to Boston Back where I know where I belong Back with the days they seem the same And that 
following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Coming to you live from Studio 5, high atop the Meadowbrook Building in Metro West Massachusetts, it's the Wicked Pisses Show. Good evening, it is about 8.15. It is uh, December 5th. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm Byron. I'm Bumpa. I'm Patty Case. And she's lost her mind already. Oh my God, I didn't even know the show was starting. Jesus Christ, I'm over there socializing, Yeah, no shit. And I'm I hearing Byron, the song. I told Byron, just play the music, she'll figure it out. And it's like, no, she wasn't going to figure yeah, it out. We're like 10 seconds away. I'm like, here uh, at Charlie Daddy. Bravo's. Yeah. We're at Charlie Bravo's in Well, we're at Charlie Bravo's in, in Putnam, Connecticut. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's my intro music. Maybe no. I should go over there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So at Charlie Bravo's is uh, a lot of people at the bar, but no one at the seats. But uh, we'll get their asses in the seats soon once we tell them the show is starting. That's yeah, sure. move your asses over to the seats where they're a little more comfortable. Uh, pick out a good spot you like to be picked on. Sit up front. Okay. It's a radio show. You gotta you gotta talk. She, you know, she gets, she's got things to do. No sign language. Right. So, uh, so Patty's gonna go up and do a little address oh, to shit. the public. So. Oh shit, I got balls. Hi everyone! Woo! Welcome to our second annual. Okay, I'm gonna screw this up, whatever. Uh, this is the Wicked Piss Show podcast, and this is the second event, I guess, of our open mic comedy chaos. I'm not gonna touch that shit. Comedy chaos event. Um, thank you guys for coming out on a Wednesday night. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, we have a lot of great comics tonight that's going to make you guys laugh your asses off. Um, our really good friend of ours, uh, Louis Vasquez, is our host tonight, and he will be bringing up all our comics. Uh, what I would like you guys to do is, I have a poster board over there with all the comedians' pictures up there. Please vote for your favorite comedian tonight because there are three different prizes that we're giving out tonight. We're giving out a $25 gift card, uh, a redneck gift basket from your girl, because I am from I am from the South, and then a little something from the club. So sit back, relax, have a ton of drinks, have fun, and thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible at this. And a special thanks to Charlie Bravo Lewis, for hosting us help tonight. Me out. Well, all right. Well, there we go. Hand over the mic to our host, uh, returning. He was at our first event. And I'm very thankful to have him back, the one and the only, Luis Vasquez. Man, that guy's voice makes me want to drop my pants. Oh, man, if I, had, if I had something to give you, I'd give you some. That's sex right there. Boy. But he has a face for radio, you know what I'm saying? It's amazing. Not a handsome dude, but he has the voice of sex. Guys, we are here. Second annual... I don't know. I don't think you have a grasp on the t- space-time continuum. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I used to be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> oh, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> yeah, ready for some comedy now? God damn right you are. Hope you all have been uh, having a good week. I, I haven't. I haven't at all. And... Uh, that, Listen, you guys ever hear the expression, once you go black, you never go back? <laughs> oh, oh. I know a couple of you people in have heard that. Serenity. 
I know a couple of you heard that. Uh, I happen to know that shit to be an absolute fact because my wife hasn't come back yet. (laughs) Anybody seen that bitch? Just tell her the kids miss her. Oh, man. You know, I knew knew she left me for a black dude because, A, she started walking funny, and uh, B, I got the kids in the divorce. How does that happen? (laughs) You know what I mean? She was just like, listen, uh, listen, uh, he's dislodging my uterus. I don't got time to raise your kids. My, uh, my oldest son is 19. He just started college this year, which is awesome. Um, we're pretty proud, but uh, nobody tell him it's community college, and uh, <laughs> it's not really doing that good. Now, I, um, we, we call my son Neo. We call him Neo when he was born, and everybody thinks that it's a cute nickname. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. You named him Neo? That's awesome. Does he look like Keanu Reeves? And I was like, mm. That's not why we named him Neo. We named him Neo because for the first nine months, he was just magically dodging coat hangers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just wouldn't stick, no matter, how much, no matter how hot I made him. You know what I mean? It was just... <laughs> so, uh, I'm divorced, clearly. And uh, dating's been tough. You know, I, I try to date a lot of different types of women, you know, big women. I'm, I'm all for the big women. You know, give yourselves a hand if you're a big woman. Be proud of it. Um, I will say this, though. Never 69 a big woman on the bottom. Never be the nine. Never be the nine when you're doing that. Because um, if you're doing it right... You know what happens, fellas, right? They start pushing down like... They start, you know, pressing down on you like, that's where I want it, that's it, do that, keep doing that, I'm almost there. Especially if you're on one of them Tempur-Pedics. Because they have no spring. That's like quicksand. I stopped hearing shit. I thought I was drowning. Then it's just trapping all my body heat. So I'm just, you know, the worst part is I couldn't move, so I had this arm trapped over here. The, the best I could do was just lightly tap her on the ass and gasp for air. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, uh, I even dated a midget once. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Honestly, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fetish. I mean, people say, oh, man, you ha- must have a fetish for them. It's not that I have a fetish. It's just that I'm lazy. <laughs> you know? I'm just lazy. I, I figured, you know, half the woman, half the work in bed, right? <laughs> wrong. I got to tell you that. It was just a wrong thing for me to think because the woman, I, I don't know if it was just, if it's all of them or just the one I dated, but this was like regular size. It was... It was not compact as I thought it should be, is what I'm saying to you people, all right? So while she was compact, this needed regular work, okay? I had to put in regular work, like full thrusts, and I'm just staring at the bed. I was, 
she's she's here, and I'm just looking at the bed. I my neck was hurting by the time I was done. It's like she was in blowjob position, but I was thrusting. That wasn't working for me. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it, the worst part is that because she wanted regular work and I just didn't feel like doing it because I didn't feel like, you know, sweating as much on myself because there was nothing there. We broke up. We broke up. And she was mad. When, the, when we broke up, she got into this huge fight with me. She was just so mad. She was walking out the door. She turned to me. She's like, you know what? Just so you know, I fucked your best friend last night. I was like, holy shit. Well, joke's on you, bitch. Now we all have gonorrhea. <laughs> and I kicked her out of the door. <laughs> Notice how I kicked downwards, right? <laughs> These are horrible jokes. <laughs> you know why they're horrible? Because I feel bad every time I see one. Because I think of them as soon as I see one. The first time I did a, a, a little person joke, there was this little micro person that was in a wheelchair with a mohawk and like spike, bra- spike uh, bracelets on. I, I just, that picture couldn't come out of my head because he was just, he came into the place all slow. Like, and I was scared. I, I shouldn't have been scared making those jokes because he was just staring right at me. And I'm thinking to myself, I could just tip this chair over. He can't hurt me. But I didn't know if it had, like, weapons, like a rocket launcher or shit like that. All right, enough horribleness. You guys ready for some comedy? All right. Yeah. We got comics from everywhere. They're really funny. A lot of them are going to be working on some stuff. Uh, some people I've never seen before, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I'm going to light you guys from the back of the room. Everybody, just join in and have some fun. That's what we're here to do. We're here because of the Wicked Pissa. Yeah? That's right. That wicked pisser. I love that. I love saying pisser. I love the New England accent. I'm going to tell you this. This is the last thing I'm going to say. The New England accent is the best accent. It conveys the right amount of hate that I need in my life. All right? I need it. Every time I hear it, I just... I was at a family dollar. And I, I'm, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. That's where we go. <laughs> That's... You know, that's, that's our high-end establishment. And I'm in one aisle, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear, you ain't getting no sweet tots. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's, why not, Mommy? Because you're seven years old, that's why. What the fuck? And I was, oh, holy shit. I was eating sweet tarts, so apparently I was eating contraband candies and shit here in New England. All right, these are all new jokes, so... Bear with me, I'll bear with you. You guys ready for your first comic? All right. This young man I met, he's, uh, new, to, he's new to the comedy scene. I'm, I'm excited to see what he has to say. George Newton, everybody let him hear it. Hi, everybody. Uh, I work with uh, middle school children, and uh, middle school kids say crazy things when they get mad. I've been called the N-word multiple times. <laughs> now, um, I haven't done Ancestry.com, but 
And uh, I've gone to brunch with friends on Martin Luther King Day. I've owned Crocs, and I've been to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, so I'm pretty sure I'm 100% white. <laughs> Portsmouth, because no minority has ever said, ooh, a puzzle store. <laughs> I told that joke to a white friend of mine. He said it was really funny, and then he said, I like puzzles. <laughs> I, I can see where the kids would make that mistake. I do have a straight-up gangster side. Uh, I've gone to Walmart and... Uh, had 21 items in the 20 idle or less line. I've uh, gone to Barnes and Noble and used their Wi-Fi to buy books on Amazon. <laughs> Thug life. And in my most baller move of all, I've uh, multiple times I've eaten a meatball sub while wearing a white shirt. So I'm pretty gangster. My, uh, I've been uh, married for over 10 years. One of the secrets of a long marriage is to keep, uh, keep the surprises going. My wife surprised me at a comedy show. The comedian on stage said that they were getting a divorce, and my wife clapped. <laughs> All the dishes were done that night. Uh, as I mentioned, I work with middle school kids. They like to ask me about, uh, one of them asked me once if I ever lied to my own children. I said, well, sometimes I tell them that I love them. <laughs> no laughs at all. That's how I knew it was perfect for a comedy show. I know I look kind of cool standing up here, but um, I haven't always been this cool, so now I just want to do a bit that I uh, like to call College Me Tries to Talk to a Girl. You've been waiting six months for this. You're a college freshman. She's out of town but thinking of you. You just need to read her text and respond. What would you like to do to me? Be cool. I would like to touch your boobs. China. And send. Okay, now we just have to wait for a reply. What else? There's something else! There's something else! I'm gonna go do something else! It's a good thing I'm prepared. <laughs> the same thing I just said, but with my penis. <laughs> and send. I'm gonna get some. There's no way this fails, but just in case. BTW, I'm not wearing anything except for a condom. Hashtag safe sex is sexy sex. Also, consent. And send. Not getting blocked this time. Okay, maybe I should have been more clear. I like it a little rough. Okay, not a big deal. I would like to pat you down like an overzealous TSA agent. And send. Who says this sexing thing is hard? Yeah, maybe cut back on the role playing. What is something kinky you could be doing? Keep the lights on. Something that is naughty. Have you take off more clothes than is needed? Even socks. Tell me your fantasy. You don't cry before or during. Maybe a little bit after. Oh no, another boy comes up and we start grinding on each other. What? We start having sex right in front of you? What do you do? Quietly wait my turn. No. Take notes. No. 
ask if you can take numbers like at the butcher shop. Tell me the naughtiest thing involving sex that you can think of. Having sex during your period. Feminism is always sexy. Also, I appreciate long, bushy pubes and send. How about we both pretend you type, I'm going to fuck you like you've never been fucked before. Sure, I'm going to mess up your cervix, but good girl. And the labia. Majora. Oh <laughs> I just remembered that I have something very important to do. You'll come back and finish this later, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Still got it. Thank you, everybody. George Newton. Whoa. What a rebel. <laughs> you know that guy's been to jail. He was all proper with his nouns and everything, man. My, my texts all got awful. And uh, I have gone to jail because of him. Uh, you guys ready for your next comedian? Uh, we have a comedian to come to the stage. I just met her today, and I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say. I know you all are, too. Give it up. For Antoinetta. Ah, oh, what a wonderful group of people. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Thank you for putting this at height, because I saw everyone else struggle with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if I'd be able to talk into it that high. Somebody needs to move it down. Uh, I'm 37 years old, and I'm married to the love of my life, and we've been together for 21 years. Yeah, a long time, a long time. And we have uh, two beautiful daughters together, and um, the best thing about being a mother is, of course, you have loving kids who love you forever, but they're super honest, and they just do things in your life that ruin everything in like ways that you can never imagine. You know, like uh, my six-year-old, I have an 18-month-old and a six-year-old, and my six-year-old led a group of women to believe that I have dentures. And it was the most <laughs> embarrassing moment. And um, she really didn't mean it in a bad way. She was being super supportive. I went through a stage where I was like, you know, I want veneers. I want to reconstruct my smile. I want to be happy with who I am. Let's do it. Saved money, got them done, came home. And when I got home, she was like, well, Mom, you've always been beautiful, but you look happy, and that makes me happy. And I was like, wow, that is so intelligent for a girl your age. Thank you. I love you so much. And... I just felt so happy until the next day where I ran into a group of women with her, and out of nowhere, she just said, stop and listen, everyone, stop and listen. My mom is wearing some brand new teeth, and she looks super beautiful, and the whole room, the whole room was dead silent. And I'm nervous because I'm a naturally nervous person. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, say something. Oh, they think you have fake teeth. Say something. And some lady wanted to cut the awkwardness. And she was like, don't worry, sweetheart. When you wear them enough, you'll get used to talking. And I'm like, oh, they believe her. They believe her. And I was like, say something. Say something. And I just looked up and I was like, these are actually veneers. I'm like, oh, my God. I've never had a list in my life. Where did that even come from? I was like, oh my goodness, and of course, I couldn't convince them that they were real teeth. I swear, one of them 
gave me a basket for Christmas, old denture-themed shit. Polydense, a self-help book, how to get over talking with a lisp, never. And that was like two years ago. I get them every year, every single year. Or that time, um, she reminded me that I was a mother of the year. Um, I had a party going on, so I was gonna buy a bunch of alcohol. It was a bachelorette party. I was in charge of getting the alcohol, the junk food, the chips. And I said, let me bring her along. Probably not a good idea to shop for that kind of stuff with a child with you, but whatever. And uh, my daughter has this thing where in our home, she turns every single light on. Every single light, hallway, bathrooms, garage light, everything. And we couldn't get her to stop. And my husband's like, listen, I have a great idea. I'm gonna tell her a white lie. He sat her down, he's like, sit down, baby. She sat down and she had this beautiful look in her eyes. And he's like, listen, if you wanna have nice birthday gifts, we need to save money. And we need to keep the lights off because we don't have any money. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know if we should say it, but he's like, don't worry, white lie, she'll get over it. She's like, okay, dad, and it worked. She would not keep the lights on, only when she needed it. So I was like, cool. And again, it backfires on me because a couple of days later, um, when we're at Big Wine, I'm shopping for these groceries. I have a belt full of alcohol, mimosas, wine. I look like I don't have my shit together at all because everyone is assuming it's all mine. And then we're standing in line and my daughter's like, the light's turned off. My daughter's like, oh no, the lights are off. And then they turn back on and the, register, the woman, the cashier wanted to make her feel better. She's like, don't worry, sweetheart. You're fine, you're safe, the lights are on. And she's like, first of all, I'm used to it. We don't have lights on in our house because we have no money. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, are you've got to be kidding me, dude? And I just looked at her and I'm like, yeah, oh, she's kidding. She's really kidding. I'm never bringing you with me ever again. I am so done. You're never coming anywhere. And the woman's just like, boop, mimosa, huh? Boop. And I'm just like, great. She thinks I'm an alcoholic and that's why we can't afford electricity. This is awesome. But uh, no, I, in all seriousness, I love my daughters. They're great. They, they have brought pure joy into my life and my husband as well. He's a great husband an even better father, um, even though he puts me in situations that embarrass me with my children. But, uh, you know, how many people here are single tonight? How many of you are single? A lot? Oh, okay, not as much as I thought. Married, together, relationship, how many? Oh, wow, okay, so there's, there's, there's more married people. And we have it easy. People think married life is tough, but it's not. I'd rather be married than single because I'm awkward. And again, I'm a nervous person. So everybody's like, how? You talk so much, you talk to everyone. That's me being nervous. Because I don't like silence, so I'll just keep talking and I won't shut up. And I'd be this really awkward date. And I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I'd probably catfish him. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. You know, I'm not gonna use someone else's picture. I'm a lady. I'm gonna use my own, but it'll be like pre-baby, perfect angle, great lighting, you know what I mean? And he'd be so excited. He'd tell his friends like, dude, I'm hooking up tonight. Check this girl out. She's kind of cute, huh? And they're all like, you do, you get it, man. And he's excited, gets haircut, shaves, new outfit, nice shoes, cologne, you know? And I'd show up late, not because I'm a diva, but I just want to see him have his first drink at the bar and kind of gauge the situation, you know? And because I catfished him, he won't even recognize me. So I'm going to take a seat back so I'm real close. And we're going to have a bunch of nice conversations. I'm going to ask him awkward questions. And then he'll eventually get annoyed because he's not attracted to me. And he's waiting for his nice looking date. And uh, I'll say, well, what are you here for? And he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm here for my date, so. Okay, and I'm like, fucking thrill, surprise, it's me! <laughs> it's me, man! You know what I mean? And he'd just be like, it'd be awesome, because I'm so close to him, I could see the look of broken dreams and disappointment on his face. It's so awful, it, w it would be awful. And, uh, you know, I would, you know, I'd pay for my food at least. I don't want him to pay for me if he doesn't like me, but 
my luck, he'd end up accepting me for who I am and loving me regardless. So I'd be stuck with him, you know? And uh, I don't know how to end things. So instead of just politely saying, hey, listen, buddy, I don't think we're going to work. I'd be that one to just fuck things up. Like I'd be a psycho. I'd do crazy things. I'd push him away because I'd always long for the man I lost who I was with for 21 years. And I'd take it on him and be bitter, you know? We'd argue and he'd be like, you're so clingy. I can't take it. You smother me. And I'm like, what are you? I'm never in your personal space. Maybe with a pillow a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, come on, I'm not dangerous. I let go when I hear you struggling. Like, seriously, I'm not looking to go to jail. I'm being honest here. And um, he came, you know, and he'd always blame me like I was the crazy bitch. And I'd get really tired of it. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what I did that was so wrong to you. I love you so much, 103. He's like, you see what I mean? I don't even understand what that means. 103, that's how many times your heart beats a minute. You're never leaving me. I love you. You're not going anywhere. And he'd be like super nervous. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to disappear. You're never going to find me again. Oh, really? <laughs> well, uh, CF7439, this is the lock of your hair I cut off last night, and that's your license plate number. You ain't going nowhere. You're staying with me forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he'd be like, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm like, I'm done with you too. You blame me for everything. I didn't want a long distance relationship. You're the one who got the restraining order. That's ridiculous. It's as useless as giving someone with no feet a pair of shoes. It's not gonna do anything for them. And I'm not going anywhere, so. I'd be that one. You know, just a crazy psycho bitch and he'd leave me forever. And at least now you know I've kept my husband around for 21 years, so. Yeah, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, my name's Antina. Thanks for your time. Bye. Antonetta. Oh my God. Um, I feel like I've been catfished myself because she's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, don't put me up first. I'm so nervous. Liar. I don't know. Can anybody hear me? Yes. Yeah, you guys can hear me? I can't hear me. But um, two things. One, um, I will be calling child services. As soon as this mic is over. And two, if your husband's smart, he uh, is in, like, New Jersey right now. Because you see how small she is and how serious she is? Like, you're not going anywhere. Probably has that... Probably has that fucking uh, sledgehammer, like in, like in misery. I can see you doing it. I can see you doing it. She was way too excited to tell him he's not going anywhere. Huh? All right. You guys ready for your next comic? All right. Uh, this is a new gentleman to me. I'm not. I hope you guys like.
Recreational cocaine and heroin. <laughs> now, I've never done cocaine, but I think we should legalize it. But we need to set the age for legal cocaine at the age of 80. Because you figure you gotta be 21 to, to buy cigarettes in most places. Now you gotta be 21 to buy alcohol. In Massachusetts, you gotta be 21 to buy pot. So I say we set the age limit for legalized cocaine at 80. I mean, because really, what do you have to look forward to once you can buy weed and alcohol? You got nothing. You got nothing. So we're going to give cocaine. I mean, you figure your grandparents, you probably see your grandparents or your parents are getting old and up in age. They're having a hard time staying awake. You give grandpa a little some of that book of sugar and he'll be good to go. It's like, you know, grandpa takes a little smack of that book of sugar. It's like, hey, grandpa, you want to do a road trip to New York overnight? It's like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> I think, like, when I'm 80, I will definitely start doing cocaine. I'm going to do all the cocaine when I'm 80. You know, it's not ever going to be, oh, look, grandpa. Grandpa fell asleep during the Macy's Day Parade. How adorable. It's no, oh shit, oh shit. Granddad's standing there. He's got his shoes and his shirt off. He's starting to put Auntie June through the kitchen table. This is not good. This is not good. Speaking of the Macy's Day Parade, did y'all see that controversy two weeks ago when they featured the first lesbian kiss on live television? Did anyone see that? Well, they did. The first lesbian kiss on national television. Everyone's outraged. Like, oh my God. I'm like, in all honesty, I'm disappointed. Okay, I'm disappointed that's how they chose to introduce kids to lesbians. My introduction to lesbians was when I was 13, and it was in a film I found on the internet entitled Horny Housewife Seduces Teen Babysitter. <laughs> I saw this chick at her box munched out by a MILF, and I'm like, in hindsight, I don't know if they were actual lesbians, but that's what the video said. I'm single. <laughs> yeah. So, I watch... A lot of porn, a lot of porn. But, woo, yeah, we love porn. But like, I find like, the older I get and the longer I'm single, the more progressively fucked up the porn I watch has to be. Like, girl on girl, that doesn't do it for me. I can't watch regular porn. Sometimes when I'm on Pornhub, I feel like I'm playing wacky Mad Libs. Like, okay, I need a hair color, an ethnicity, a sexual position, another ethnicity, a fetish, and a body type. All right, so let me get a blonde Asian midget who's getting fucked missionary by a black guy who's getting fingered in the ass <laughs> by an amputee. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it takes. I know at least one person in this room is going to go home, go to Pornhub and type in blonde Asian midgets getting fucked missionary by black guys who are getting fingered in the asshole by an amputee. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! At least someone owned up to it. Um, I recently tried getting back on online dating, and that was a terrible idea. I mean, I figured my self-esteem's at zero. Let's see if we can find a number lower than absolute zero. First woman online on Match.com that messaged me is a 65-year-old woman. Yes. Yeah. She messaged me, hi, are you interested in chatting? And to which I replied, no, thank you. I already have a grandma. Hey, I figure I could break her heart or I could break her hip, but I wasn't going to do both. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. Um, I've, I, I don't sleep well at night. I got, like, insomnia and stuff. I don't sleep well. So I stay up night pondering all the great mysteries of life. Like, why is it we always say motherfucker, but we never hear about fatherfuckers? 
Like, why can't fathers get love? Like, your mom, every time she has sex with your dad, she's a father fucker. Ladies, do you sleep with a guy who already has kids? You're a father fucker. <laughs> and the same thing goes for cocksucker, too. Like, why is cocksucker an insult? Like, I'm pretty sure if I, you know, took a survey of all the men who were like, if they had a choice between watching me do stand-up and getting a cocksuck, I'm pretty sure most of them are going to go for cocksuck. Like, like, cocksucker needs to be a compliment. You, like, you never see a guy getting a blowjob like, oh, I fucking hate this so much. I can't believe I'm missing the Celtics game for this. This is such bullshit. You ever think about this? how the job archaeologist seems like this really institute job, but really, it's just a glorified grave robber. You're just going up, you're digging up people's graves, you're, you're taking their shit and claiming it for educational purposes. I tried that down at the Veterans Cemetery. They did not feel the same way. They did not feel the same way. It's like, like they call it desecration, and the Catholic Church calls it something called blasphemy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that one. <laughs> Uh, what else did I want to talk to you fine people about tonight? Oh, so much. Yeah. Lost my bus of thought. I'm so poor I can't afford the train of thought. I got to take the bus of thought. <laughs> <sighs> I got low self-esteem. My, my, my self-esteem started back when I was a teenager. I was the only author boy who didn't get molested. <laughs> uh, you know... All my friends are like, it happened to you too? I was like, it didn't happen to me. What's wrong with me? Why didn't Father Damien pick me? I'm totally molestable. Uh, I know, it's just kind of like you look at that stuff. It's like back then, everyone in that church is like, Jesus loves you, Brian. Oh, Brian, Jesus just thinks you should be friends. All right, I've said, I feel like I've said enough horrible stuff up here tonight, and I appreciate the last. All right, my name is Brian Harpin. Make sure you vote for me tonight. And make sure you tip your bartenders. They provide a valuable service to you. All right, thank you for having me. And thank you, Wicked Pits of Comedy. Brian Harpin, let him hear it. Uh, has anybody got any Purell? Because this guy just defiled this whole thing. This mic is filthy. It's filthy. Oh, my God. There's so much to unpack. I, uh, I, I would suggest therapy, but he is big and scary. So, uh, yeah. And I, I can't run really fast. And it, As big as he is, he'll probably like, take like three steps and catch me. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? All right. This young lady has been doing comedy for a little while, and she is really funny. I think you're going to love her. Latasha Hughes. Child conversation anymore. 
recommendations for like vacations and erotic spa treatments. I really fell out when one of my friends was talking about the fact that her dog was on ADHD medication. <laughs> I'm like, they prescribed that? <laughs> and like, where did you go to even find out that they had an attention problem? Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. But I mean, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of cool if you opt for a pet because they're much cheaper and the lifespan's less. I said that. Um, <laughs> I mean, the commitment's there, but you really don't have to like do this whole lifelong thing. And you get to kind of freaking choose your commitment. You know, like what kind of a situation do I really want to be in for the next 12, 16 years, you know? Am I like a dog person, a cat person? You know, just gonna have spots, like a city dog, a country dog, you know, that kind of thing. So they have options. I mean, when you have kids, it's like a crapshoot from start to finish. I mean, we don't know what kind of things these kids are gonna come with. I mean, let's be honest. For generations, we've just been marrying out of bad genes or trying our hellest to what? Pray our way out of bad genes. <laughs> everything, everything from bad skin to peg legs. I mean, we're just, you know, and, and just poor credit. I'm just gonna, I'm brown, I can say that. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's not so odd that they're choosing to get pets instead of kids, but I just find it to be very, very interesting. So I have an exceptionally large family, if you guys didn't know. I remember just first meeting a couple of friends um, of mine know. Um, my husband and I have uh, five children, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I know. People look and they're like, well, damn, you know? She doesn't look Irish Catholic. Yeah. And she's not Puerto Rican. people in here that's been victims as well oh great I call it plenty of fools but anyway you know we, we do the best that we can so I get on there and of course I'm thinking of age because I'm of age that this gentleman is going to be honest upright and so forth and so on so we're going back and forth with some pretty good conversation then all of a sudden he he drops the line ladies you know what I'm talking about this individual sends me a dick pic But he trumps it because it's not just any kind of dick pic. His dick pic comes with measurements. Right. I want you to know exactly what you're getting. 
and figured out if you can handle all that. So I'm deterred, and I'm thinking to myself, well, well, Jesus, I mean, if that's, I mean, if this is what you're looking um, you know, praying, because if that's what you got, then wow, and we're, you know, um, how do I even really know that that's your peony? Yeah, so I just kind of thought to myself, I'm like, is that your package, or did you borrow that package on the 1-800-DICKPICK.COM? I mean, I have no way of knowing what the hell's going on here, and I'm not trying to get catfished into the penis. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 five kids down. I know a little something about what goes on downtown. So if you're not really delivering, then I may have to move on is what I'm saying. So, yeah, of course, he got blocked and, and, and I kind of moved on because that's just a little inappropriate for someone over 40 to be sending all of their body parts that, you know, again, I'm just, those, those body parts are in question. They're in question, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost like I can see that was probably on layaway. You know what I mean? I just kind of imagine to myself, like, he probably rented that picture. It's almost like, um, yeah, he, he rented it. You know, it's like your, your credit card, you put it in, it's like, oh, I got to get a dick pic. And I'm trying to get these girls I'm on this dating line. I haven't dated in a while, so I got to get somebody, you know, to really uh, to get into me. It's like plagiarism of the peony, you know? <laughs> Getting that call, it's like, <laughs> hello? Yes. May I speak to beep, 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 beep? Yeah, this is him. Yes, sir. Your credit card is now declined. In order to continue to use this dick pic, you'll have to make an additional deposit of $19.95. What? Crazy. But anyway, that's all I have, and I do believe that that's my time. You guys have been awesome. <laughs> hey, don't forget to vote for me, okay? Thank you. Latasha Hughes, let her hear it. All right. Yeah, I, I think that washed the taste of uh, that other guy out of, you know. That guy's sick. Talking about midgets. You've never been with a midget. My, uh, I'm telling you, my ex-girl, she was awesome. I, uh, I missed that little snack box. Uh. Mm. That was a that was a stripper name. That's how I met her. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's how I met her. She was one of my favorite strippers in the place, you know, because she was like cost efficient. And I didn't have to make it rain. Just get a couple of rolls of quarters and just make it drizzle. You know what I mean? Just make it drizzle. What? They're compact. They're hard. They could take bits of metal flying at their faces. No. <laughs> I miss her. Uh, I do, but she wanted me to do stuff, weird stuff in the bedroom, you know what I mean? Like, she wanted me to be a role play, and I'm not good at that. I'm not good at role playing. You know, the, the, the she'd be like, no, come on, do it. I got so wet. <laughs> so wet. <laughs> like, I can't do it, baby. You know, I'm like, I swear to God, you better fucking do it now. You got to pound it. Pound this regular shit right here. All right, all right, fine. <clears throat> Would you look at the size of that vagina? <sighs> she didn't like it. She didn't like it. We we didn't do any more role-playing after that. <laughs> you guys ready for your next comic? Oh, this young man has been on the scene for about a year now. 
and he's been pretty pretty impressive for a youngster, which makes me hate him more. You know, it just makes me hate the youth of America even more. But give it up for Nate Hilly. Luis Vasquez, the uh, sexiest voice that I have ever heard in stand-up comedy. Oh. So uh, I'm sick of people saying that it's uh, that a 10% tip isn't enough to get a living on. I mean, like, all I got to do is pull the skim back, and I mean, uh, <laughs> and it's 20%. <laughs> all right, that sets the tone. Now we've got the dirtiness out of here. Uh, so we're in beautiful uh, Charlie Bravo's in uh, wonderful Putnam. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or as I like to call it, the uh, the Rust Belt of Connecticut. Uh, but do you guys, I live near here. Do you guys know where uh, Southbridge is? It's a little north. It's not that much better. Uh, Southbridge sucks. It's a <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> that's just you watch the news and shit. That's all you got to do. You read how many services the liquor store offers, and you know that place is garbage. Oh, no, it's cold. Fucking cold. The ground freezes. All the plants die. Maybe that's the reason the only thing that grows is dropouts and opioid abuse. <laughs> We're inching away. Uh, I got to start masturbating uh, less. Uh, that's right. <laughs> no, try, I'm, I don't need to give any numbers right now, but that's just it's too much. So I've been trying to shower less. Uh, I don't know. It's like the perfect place to do it. I mean, it's like it's, it's warm. Uh, it rinses everything off, including shame. In the best part, though, nobody asks you to go to the gym anymore after you do it the first time. <laughs> Somebody set the lunk or lunk alarm off in here. Oh. Oh. Uh, so I feel like we need uh, some slang for female prisons. I don't know. I mean, uh, there's like two. They're not scary enough right now. Like, I, like no, anybody will rob a store and go to girl jail for a month, but. Uh, but the fish tank. <laughs> Bitches ain't even going to be jaywalking when the fish tank opens up. I mean, you can call it what you want to, like a uh, tuna cellar, box box, uh, <laughs> vagina cage, whatever you want. Uh, they're all the same. Uh, let me flip this over real quick. So uh, this is actually where Luis Vasquez met a snack box. Uh, you guys ever been to Hurricane Betty's? That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's a gentleman's club in Worcester. Uh, people call it Sweaty Betty's. Uh, I'd like to think it's because they're hardworking over there, but uh, I feel like it's because the dollars all stick. It's, uh, it's moist. It's a warm place. It's small. It's like 90 degrees in there all the time. Yeah, it's like a 60% chlamydia humidity. It's, uh, it's horrible. I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, no, I think the worst part is that that place has a, uh, a scratch ticket vending machine. Uh, I'd never seen one of those until I went there. I mean, uh, like, you already paid $30 to sit in an airport seat, uh, get a Bud Light with rust chips in it, and uh, have some Guatemalan clam breathing down your neck. 
and now you need to buy a scratch ticket. How much of a winner does one person need to be? God damn, what are you going to do? Get like a, a year membership or something? I don't know. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Uh, Nate Hilly. All right, welcome to uh, Perverted White Guy Night. Jesus, you guys are sick. Holy shit. Uh, all right, guys, I have been told that they're, tr they're going to try to remedy some of the sound problems we're having. So we're going to take a, maybe about five or six minute break. We'll come right back. All right, don't leave. <laughs> no, no, no. Get drunk, but don't leave. And please, guys, uh, if you haven't already, there are some cards at, by the little bulletin board thing over there. Vote for your com favorite comedian tonight. I know this is the first half. You have a second half coming up. Please vote because they get to a chance to win a couple prizes tonight. So stay tuned. Chill out and come back. We'll see. Hey, a vote's a vote, right? We'll see you soon. Check one, two, two, check. Two, one, two, check, one, two, check. Good? Check, two, one, two, two, hello. Check one, two. Right. Test check one, two. Right, right. Keep going, keep going. Check one, two. 
Still live at Charlie Bravo's. Hello, hello, hello. One, two, one, two. One, two. Awesome. All right. Very good. Am I on? Hi. Hi, and welcome to Feedback. My name is Patty Gates. Hi. Make things better if you want to keep things off. I can talk into one of their mics if I need to. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. Ooh, hi, feedback. I think I'm ready for another beer, though. What about you? It's almost like a thirsty Thursday, but it's wetness Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> It's that cheap $9 microphone I got from Wish.com. Fuck.
we're back. This is what happens when you get yeah. expensive, their expensive shit and our cheap shit. Yeah, they, they made our uh, board super powerful. Yeah, that's uh Yeah, that's we're, we're cranking now, baby. Ooh, crank, crank, crank. Uh, so, everybody, if you're ready, the show is about to continue. We are ready for the next half. Uh, if anyone can peel the host off the floor somewhere. Uh, there he is. Luis, man, the stage is all yours, my friend. Whoops. All right, everybody ready for some more comedy? You guys having a good time? That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. We got the, got the audio fixed a little. Uh, by the way, Wicked Piss is live streaming, so if you want your friends to see you, embarrass the shit out of yourselves, that is what you want to do. You want to tell them to go on uh, Wicked Piss a live stream. I'm embarrassing myself right now. All right, so we're going to have our next comedian. Uh, I just met this gentleman tonight. He seems really funny. I think you're going to love him. Mr. Adam Gale. Let him hear it. Dad's a heroin addict. He loves strong female characters. My mom's addicted to crack. She just loves crack. Kind of grew up in a weird family. My sister and I never really saw eye to eye. She's six foot nine and blind. I had an uncle who was a strong believer of an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and that's because he had no fucking health insurance. He's dead now. I've been trying to grow up, be more adult, make more responsible decisions. So recently I bought eight pairs of underwear now I own nine pairs of underwear. I've been buying a lot of duct tape recently, you know, to patch up that one pair of underwear. And I realized buying duct tape that, you know, it's good for most things, but not all things. Patching up holes, great. Ran out of toilet paper, even better. Hanging up posters. Acceptable. Waxing my pubes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I've always been a bit of a germaphobe. So recently I've been trying to build up my immunities with some home remedies. And lately I've been sitting on public toilet seats that are covered in fecal matter. And oh, honest to God, it works. I am now completely immune to sex with women. I was kind of a nerd growing up and I played piano, so I got bullied pretty often. And instead of calling me a pianist, they would always call me a penis. And that hurt. So then I started playing French horn and things got better. Now they just call me a pussy. 
I was terrible at dating. I always hated dating. So one time, I dated this real vile woman. She had horrible road rage, horrible. Every time she got cut off by someone, she would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I'm married now, though, thank God. Thank you. My wife's a social worker, and uh, her first act as a public servant was marrying me so no one else would ever have to. She's also a singer, but she hates when she catches me singing naked in the shower with my acapella group. <laughs> it's the best acoustics, I don't, I don't get the problem. She suffers from narcolepsy. If I even mention sex, she falls right asleep. <laughs> oh, what else I got? So I was driving through Long Island the other day. And I never realized how douchey it was until I got pulled over by a bicycle cop. <laughs> he pedaled up to my window, no lie, pedaled up to my window, took his helmet off and said, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? And I didn't find out because I slowly drove off and never saw him again. <laughs> I love hamburgers. Hamburgers are one of my favorite foods. The thing about hamburgers though, I don't understand why the word ham this is the beginning of hamburgers when burgers are made of beef. That's like the word step being at the beginning of stepdad when that's just some guy fucking my mom, you know? <laughs> stepdad, more like step in a piece of shit, mom. I'm really getting like weirded out by society. I think the longer time goes on, the more disgusting the human race has gotten. And I have proof. I was doing some research the other day. And did you know that out of all the porn in the world, all the porn, incest porn is the number one searched porn on my computer? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'll leave you with this. I've been... Uh, I've been having a lot of trust issues lately, especially with my dentist. Pretty sure my childhood dentist was a pedophile. He would always call me in to fill up my cavities, but never once did he work on my teeth. <laughs> Thank you, I'm Adam Gale. Have a nice night. Wow. You look at that guy, you're like, man. He could do my taxes, great. <laughs> and the moment he opens his mouth, you're like, shit. You know he uses that duct tape for other stuff. <laughs> She's never getting found again, I tell you much. <laughs> his wife, <laughs> yeah. Puts the lotion on her skin. Anyway, so, um, let's put on the fucking lotion. <laughs> that was great. I, I really enjoyed that. You guys ready for your next comic? All right. We're having a great time here at Charlie's. This gentleman I just met today. Again, I'm meeting a lot of new people today, and I hope he's just as funny as he looks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. You white people all look alike to me, okay? You all look alike to me. Sorry to say it. Okay? <laughs> Give it up for Matt Thompson. Woo!
You guys are fucking fun tonight. This is awesome. That's all right. You Puerto Ricans all look the same to us, too. I also, I'll be honest, I do have a mid midget fetish. I just haven't fucked one yet, so I'm on Tinder. I'm not, but all right. I will be if there's a midget in the crowd. Um, all right, let's get into what I have. So I'm a pretty self-destructive person. Anybody else here really fuck up their own life? All right, cool. We'll start a support group later. Um, now, when I was a kid, I lacked two very, very important things. Uh, common sense and a bicycle helmet. <laughs> and uh, so when I was about seven, I got really sick of crashing my bike and getting hurt all the time. And I decided to invent the world's first BMX airbag. Uh, I know, it's an ambitious project for a seven-year-old, but I've been dabbling in Legos and Lincoln Logs for a couple years at that point, so I had some confidence in myself. <laughs> um, so I took a plastic trash bag or, a, you know, a shopping bag. I put one handle on one side of my handlebars, another handle on the other side of my handlebars, and I pedaled up to full speed, and it worked. The bag filled up, and I had my safety cushion. So now that R&D was done, it was time for highway safety testing. Um, <laughs> So what I did is I just kept going at full speed and I just veered straight into a wall and then boom, face first. And that was my first stupidity related concussion. Um, now another part of being self-destructive is I tend to push people away when they get a little too close to me emotionally. Hey, all right, thank you. So I push people away when they get too close to me emotionally. And uh, an example of that is the first year after I got married, um, my wife was really, really into Christmas, uh, so I knew I had to kill it, and so I went out to, uh, to the store and I bought her a vacuum cleaner. Uh, yeah, it didn't go very well, clearly. Uh, so year two, I was like, alright, I gotta turn this around. Um, how do I make it up to her? I'm gonna make her life easier. And how do I do that? So I went to Best Buy and I got, the, I got a great gift, and then Christmas morning, she opens up her Roomba and she just started crying, and I was like, fuck yeah, I nailed it. Uh, nah, man, she's completely terrified of robots, and I caused the most traumatic event of her entire life. So year three, I was like, well, this is my last chance before the divorce. Um, so I, <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be honest, our son was born at that point, and um, things had started to get a little bit out of control around the house. Uh, things have been neglected, to be honest with you. So I had the perfect gift idea. I went to Sears, and... Bought her an elliptical. Oh. Yeah, that was my second stupidity-related concussion. <laughs> By the way, we are going to be having a yard sale in the spring. There's going to be the knickknacks that you always see at a yard sale, uh, a couple of vacuum cleaners, some, <laughs> some barely used exercise equipment. Uh, whatever I buy her for Christmas this year, and uh, all of my shit because my mom said it doesn't fit my old bedroom anymore. Um, well, I mean, clearly I'm not the perfect husband, but I do have some boundaries. Like, can anybody here tell me why would you ever want to fuck your nanny? Does anybody understand how hard it is to find good quality childcare at an affordable price in 2018? Shit's fucking impossible. And then you gotta, and then the divorce. You gotta pay for your lawyer. You gotta pay for her lawyer. And then you gotta fucking pay for the hitman. It's just fiscally irresponsible, gentlemen. Um, and then you only get to see your kids, what, every other weekend. And then the silver lining is the first Tuesday of every month you get to meet them for all-you-can-eat pizza at Papa Gino's. 
the problem is they're restructuring. So the one near you just closed, and now you got to drive 40 minutes to see your kid. Uh, and then you get there, and let's be honest, you haven't eaten in a week because these child support payments have got you fucking broke. And you get there, and you just eat three pizzas right there in front of your kids, like whole pizzas by yourself. Like, um, And then you just start crying. And it's partly because you caused this whole situation, but it's mostly because... You're lactose intolerant, and this shit fucking hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> so your kids are like, Dad, why are you crying? And before you get to answer them and say something like, it's just because I love, I miss you guys so much, your ex-wife comes in, and she's like, all right, guys, let's go. Time to go. And the last memory they have of you is tears streaming down your face, holding your asshole as you're running into the bathroom at Papa Gino's. Oh and then the restraining order kicks in on Monday or on Tuesday, and you never see him again. <laughs> so, speaking of having sex with your nanny, like, there is no, there's just no excuse for sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, that being said, I was involved in a Me Too incident recently at work. And before you guys judge me, let me tell you my side of the story. See, I had this itch that just would not go away. It had been a couple hours. And um, finally, the coast was clear. I looked left and I looked right, and I just went to work, and I started scratching at them. And this woman I work with comes around the corner, and she just stops, and she makes eye contact with me. And it was very uncomfortable, everybody. So to break the silence, I just owned up to it, and I, I, um, I was just like, you know what? I'm sorry, but my balls were so itchy, I couldn't help it. I had to scratch them. And without missing a beat, she just whispers, me too, and starts scratching her balls, <laughs> winks at me, and walks away. Uh, that, no, 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 that's not really how it happened. Um, she came around the corner. I got scared when she made the eye contact. Apparently in my scratching, I had knocked a bottle of oil off my workbench. And when I went to run away, I slipped and I fell and I hit my head on a table. And that was my third and most recent stupidity-related concussion. Oh and uh, she reported me to HR and now I'm doing stand-up comedy for a living. So somebody fucking pay me. All right, guys, I'm Matt Thompson. Um, midgets can find me on Tinder. Everybody else can find me on Facebook. Give it up for Luis Vasquez, your host tonight. I need a hug. I don't know his name. He started all strong, and he's just like, damn, I feel like I should start a GoFundMe for this guy. <laughs> Put him on suicide watch or something. Because uh, he's going to kill somebody. It's going to be a traffic-related fatality tonight. But uh, no, he was really funny, you guys. You guys are having a great time? Yeah, this is awesome. You guys are freaking great. Drink more. Tip that young lady behind the bar that I am just dying to hit on, but um, don't do it, don't do it. Um, man, you do not have a good cheering section back there. Unbelievable. All right. Well, you know what? This next lady, she's very funny. She's also very new to the comedian scene, and she goes by the name of Serenity Jones. So what, were you expecting a stripper or a black girl? You got me. You got me, guys. So uh, 
Great to be back with the Wicked Pisser Show. I was there the night before Thanksgiving. Woo! Woo! That's right. So did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Everyone? Yeah, oh, you're, uh, somebody out there's lying, all right? Because I know when I got to my house, my mother was shit-faced. I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's just Irish families or not, but my mother was in a tear. And it wasn't until dinner time when I said, ooh, oh, why is it so cold in here? She told me the furnace broke. I said, why didn't you tell me? And then she looked off. She got her hands folded. She said, I was afraid that you wouldn't come. I was like, what? What? You could have told me I would have dressed appropriately. I would have worn leg warmers. But yeah, my dad took the grunt of that, though. She was pissed about everything that day. So we are officially in the holiday season. And uh, you know, I've been trying to be creative and figure out new ways to make some extra money. And I heard that you can sell your eggs. So I uh, looked into selling my eggs, but it turns out you do not get that much money for alcohol fetal syndrome eggs. <laughs> However, Planned Parenthood ponied it up for little Johnny and Sally. That's right, cancer touches us all. Uh, yeah, I've kicked it up a notch, Lewis. Yes, I have. <laughs> so I've uh, recently started taking these new diet pills. It's called Adderall. <laughs> My uh, house has never been so clean. And uh, typically, I date black guys for the three guys that are here right now. Please see me afterwards. Um, but I knew that they were working because random white guys would hit on me. But the other day I had a metrosexual white guy hit on me and I knew that the diet was working. I just wasn't sure which one of us was gonna be the man or not. So I uh, recently had a little bout with constipation and um, I spent a day, actually probably about two days, moving it around, trying to push it out but it wasn't going anywhere. So when I finally did shit, my ass knew what a gangbang felt like. <laughs> I, um, I was recently dating a guy in a wheelchair because I'm kind of a freak too. I put it in the category of like dating twins or a midget, which seems to be real popular this evening. And uh, when it came down to it, I wanted the first time to be special. So I gave him some Viagra. It was like this. And by the end of it, I was the one that needed the wheelchair. Yes. So um, I wouldn't have even had to look into selling my eggs, but um, I recently got robbed by the government. I was due a settlement. And uh, I've worked for myself the majority of the time. And uh, the state of Massachusetts swept right in and took it all, $12,500. So I was thinking, you know, Donald Trump, he doesn't pay taxes. So I was thinking about tweeting Donald and saying, Donald, listen, I've got this an American pussy. I'm in my prime. I haven't slept with any black guys. And I won't tell. Come and get it. <laughs> so 
in my real life, I am a waitress, and it is like saving lives, because uh, it's probably the most abusive relationship I've ever been in. You know, you're getting it from all angles. You're getting it from coworkers, guests, kitchen, the whole nine yards. But, um, you know, the worst thing is that, you know, people think that they can say whatever they want to you. And I've literally had people ask me, like, when's the baby due? The baby, no, I'm just fat, but I, I'm done with that. I'm, not, I'm done playing nice. Now I tell them I just lost the baby. <laughs> Irish guilt, Irish guilt. They don't need to know that I sold the baby to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah, that increases your tip, by the way. So, you know, the most annoying thing about uh, working in the restaurant business is when children come in to eat. You know, parents will come in and give you a hard time, like, I need my kids food right now. I haven't fed them for breakfast or lunch. Really, because it's six o'clock. Should I file a 51A on you now or what? <laughs> but, you know, when these kids start whacking down sugar packets like Charlie Sheen does cocaine, and the parents don't want to do anything, it's when it becomes my job to get involved, okay? So I'll be in the back breaking up my diet pills and putting them in the Shirley Temples. <laughs> and before their meals even come, they're like this. <laughs> yeah, I build Cosby kids. I just don't take them home with me. Is nobody on ADHD medicine? You didn't get that joke? Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I fully know that I'm going to go to hell tonight for what I've said on this stage, but um, I'm just gonna go to confession and you know, forgive me father for I've sinned, and I'm gonna put a fucking 20 in that basket. It's all gonna be washed away. So I do, uh, I, I owe the Wicked Pisser show big ups because last time I was on their stage, Jeff Wade invited me to Mohegan Sun for January 3rd at 10 p.m. Comics. So, woo! First one I'm gonna get paid for. So, uh, you know, I'd love to have some support from the local people, and uh, thank you, Wicked Pisser Show. Awesome. Anybody got any Purell? I've got to wash this shit off. Holy crap. I thought I had the worst abortion joke of the night. Apparently she has frequent flyer miles. She's the one that said it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I've never been inside of a Planned Parenthood, allegedly. <laughs> oh, my God. You know... It's always a treat when, when white women come out that sick. Because they always blame it on you guys, you know, you straight white cis males. No, no, she's just, she's worse. You guys don't, you guys can't hold a candle to that lady. Jesus. Oh, guys, we are here at the Wicked Pisser. There is uh, some cards in the back with some pens. Vote for your favorite comic. There's going to be some prizes at the end of the show. And some of these guys and ladies 
deserve all the props tonight. You guys have been killing it. Man, I've been, this is a great show. I hope you're all having fun. Um, you guys ready for your next comic? All right, I've, I've known this guy for a while. He's a funny, funny dude. I think you're gonna love him. Mr. Troy Johnson. How's it going out there? You, you have to have to pardon me. I, I'm feeling a little bit bit under the weather today, but I'm gonna try and power through it. So, um, I mean, you, I'm, most of you probably know, like, like have you ever felt like? No, wait. All right. So, like, have you ever been out with friends and then been like, no, no, that's not right either. Actually, I, I might have to try to explain this a little differently. Hold, hold on a second. Hello, toilet, my old friend. I've come to sit with you again. It seems I've had some pretty bad chili. And it's made me kind of weak in the knees. <laughs> and the sound that my stomach is starting to make really makes me shake. Oh, no. Can't you hear the sounds of my flatulence? <laughs> and though I'm glad I am alone, but God, I wish I was at home. <laughs> Crack a window so my smell won't reach you. <laughs> Light a candle and some incense too. Cause it seems that my eyes are stinging from the smell rising from this bowl. Oh, my poor hole. Echoing. The sounds of my flatulence. <laughs> and through this bathroom light, I saw <laughs> a bunch of people around this stall. People talking, but not to me. People smelling what I had to eat. People pointing down to my shoes underneath the door. <laughs> Fucking whore. <laughs> Trying to hide the sounds of my flatulence. And though this you may not know, <laughs> like a cancer, my smell grows. Oh, no. And though this bathroom is kind of small, Charlie Bravo's is just right across the hall <laughs> with the patrons laughing at the comedians like my good friends listening to the sounds of my flatulence. <laughs> this shitty one pie will not do. Be better off using my shoes. Cause Northern Quilted is a better buy. But Charmin Ultra is what my ass really likes. 
And they say that the words of the racist are written on the stall's wall. For a good time call, listen to the sound of my flatulence. So yeah, that's about how I feel right now. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's how I feel. So, so how you guys out there doing? I, I think. I think I feel a little better now that I got a load off. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask, uh, how, how many here have ever been fired from a job? Anybody make some noise if you've ever been fired from a job? <laughs> Losers. No, 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 no. Actu actually, I actually got fired from a job once. And I didn't do anything wrong. I actually got fired just for doing my job. Because when I was younger, I used to work for this Disney-themed daycare center. And one of the little extras that we offered was that we would actually dress up as your kid's favorite Disney character, come to your house, and watch a couple Disney movies with them while you were out in the day. So it was perfect for me, because my all-time favorite movie is a Disney movie. So this one time I was watching these, well, actually, I should say the last time, I'm watching these two white kids, and the fact that they're white has nothing to do with the story. I'm just saying that so you guys know, you know, how, I, I forgot the words that I wanted to use for that. Wanted to know how, how progressive I was, so you know. Just wanted to know. So I'm watching these two white kids, and we're getting right to the best part of the movie. You know, is when the hillbilly puts the ball gag in Ben Rain's mouth and bends him over that table and starts going at it. You know, when Bruce Willis walks in with that samurai sword. Yeah, yeah, that part. So we're getting right to that part of the movie, and all of a sudden the parents come in, and the mother's like, Oh my God! And she runs over, tries to block the kids from seeing the TV. The father's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Hey, hey, language." I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm just showing your kids the greatest Disney movie of all time, Pulp Fiction." So he wasn't buying that. He picks up the phone. He starts calling my boss. The mother's still frantically trying to get the kids upstairs, and the kids are pissed off because it's the best part of the movie. All along, I'm like, hey, hey, everybody calm down. Disney created Miramax Films so they could show your kids something other than cartoons. And my boss knows this. Well, apparently my boss didn't know this. And even though he looked it up and later found out that it was true, he still fired me. But of course, being the consummate professional that I am, as the police were leading me away in handcuffs, I looked up to the window and I saw the kids on the second floor, and all I could say was, <laughs> All right, people, I, I think that's about all I'm going to do for right now. My name is Troy Johnson, and uh, keep an air out for me. What did I tell you? Big, cuddly, and he could sing. What are you going to do? Unbelievable, that guy. I tell you, though, I, when I first met Troy, I was just like, mm, that guy could eat me. I'm not going to mess around with him. No. Then he started singing. I'm like, aw. That's like Yogi Bear with really bad gas. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? All right. Um, I want to open this up by uh, apologizing for what he's about to say. I've known this guy for a little bit, and uh, he, has my he has my sense of humor, just not this package 
of deliciousness. Listen, I, I know what I look like. <sighs> you guys, give it up for Mr. Jeff DeCaro. That's my best friend, Lewis. Hey, guys, uh, my name is Jeff DeCaro. I have no middle name. I guess uh, my parents just couldn't be bothered. Um, they just, my mom's like, well, what's his middle name gonna be? And my dad was like, what do, what do we have, a king here? Jesus, you're gonna spoil the kid. And then they lost steam, I think, shortly after that, so here I am. I was at the uh, bathroom at Walmart the other day. I I'm not bragging, I'm just, and, and the men's rooms at Walmart are like, you can't, if somebody else comes in, which they did, he comes in and he sits down and he's doing stuff and the acoustics are such a way that it makes, it amplifies everything, it makes a sound. I'm not gonna get like too into specifics, but like it made it hard for me to keep jerking off is my point. I, you guys remember that it was like a, a moral test, it was, would you steal a loaf of bread to save your family? Uh, there's a new one I heard recently, and the new one is, would you go back in time and kill a baby Hitler? I said yes. I said yes right away. I interrupted them. I said yes before they could say the Hitler part. Uh, okay, so uh, this really happened. I was crossing the street the other day, and there was a truck that was stopped and they were, they were like letting me cross. So I kind of like double timed it a little bit because I'm like, consider it. And the guy yells out the window, run faggot. <laughs> I'm not gay. Um, and, I, and I of course don't support like just using that term unless you're up here. Um, <laughs> And I certainly don't believe that, like, if you have a certain proclivity, then you, like, run any kind of way or anything. When he called me that, I just got filled with this just, I don't know, pride? I guess pride? Because my whole life, I've been much bigger than I am. So my whole life, I've just been being called fat. Hey, fat ass. You know? Hey, tits. Hey, furry precious. Heavy D. So when he called me faggot, I was like, it was like the nicest thing I've ever heard. I was like, that's a terrible thing to say, but thank you for the compliment. Um, this isn't really a joke. It's more of like a, just an observation. They say comedy is like observations. So um, I've noticed that there's this show called, uh, it's a Dateline show called To Catch a Predator and it's hosted by a guy named Chris Hansen, and he spends his life just talking to pedophiles on the internet and luring them to like wherever he's at. Um, the only other famous Hansen that I'm aware of is the Umbop Hansen, which, I mean, if they're not the most fuckable little kids, I mean, it's just a coincidence that I observed. It's just a coincidence.
2018 has been fucking insane, right? It's been crazy. Donald Trump has been president for two years. Donald Trump is addressing the UN, and it's confusing because UN is usually how Trump addresses Obama. <laughs> the end thing is awkward. Uh, a lot of people get uncomfortable with it. I think, it's, I think that a lot of white people have white guilt. Uh, I don't really have white guilt because I did the research. I did the 23andMe. My ancestors did not own slaves. They called them grumpy volunteers. I also think we should be allowed to make fun of autistics, and I'll leave you with this. Okay, hear me out, hear me out. Uh, you can't, I forgot, I totally forgot this bit. You know what, you guys, never mind. Thank you, my name is Jeff DiCaro. I did apologize for him, right? I, know. I did say I was sorry for what was coming out of his mouth. <laughs> was I wrong? Not even a little bit. Not even a little was I wrong about that guy. He, uh, somebody should call the authorities while he's still in the building, please. Call somebody. Wow. Guys, I want to thank Wicked Pissa for hosting this. Yeah, I got a pad. You got Byron and Bumper. I heard his name was Bumper because he got trashed in Boston and he put a bumper stick on somebody's ass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I want to know more about that story. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for your final comic of the evening? Yeah. I tell you, this guy, he opened for the great Artie Lang recently. Yeah, I know, that's pretty cool. He's a regular at comics. I want to make sure I get his last name right because he probably could beat me up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Danny Sasso. Hey, everybody having fun? That shit's gonna end right now. I was gonna shave before the show, but I figured it's better to look like Jesus than a 70s porn star. Sometimes I fuck with my neighbors and I'll walk down the street with a big wooden cross just to see if people come out and help me. When a Jehovah Witnesses come to the door, I just open it like this. Welcome home. Most people get mad and they say, Jesus Christ, what the hell did he say? Now he's walking along, stubs his toe. Son of a virgin! Oh my God. What happens when you surprise them? You go, oh my dad! <laughs> what do I want to talk about now? Hold on. Oh, this? This says some funny shit, see? <laughs> I am a roofer. Uh, I've been a roofer for 32 years. This is stereotyped that all roofers drink a lot and use a lot of drugs. I'm here to tell you, that shit's fucking true, man. 
Hell yeah. I recently just went to jail, got out of jail. Supposed to do 10 days, I ended up doing 45. And I was scared, I never went to jail before. You know, I told everybody, everybody my name was Danny Manson, Charlie's little brother, you know. <laughs> but I was scared and I figured, you know what? I'm a comic, I use my humor to get by, you know? So, uh, you know them little Tootsie Rolls, right? Well, I kind of shoved one up my ass. And I figured when they strip search me, you know, I just plop the thing out and go, I'm the candy man. <laughs> well, I knew I was going and I went to court. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, I didn't get to jail till 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. The pressure from that thing being up there that long, I kind of forgot about it. So I bent over to do the strip search, and I kind of bent down. That thing shot out like a bottle rocket. All I heard was, I turned around, and I hit the guy right between the eyes. Oh, no. I, oh shit, I'm the kitty, man. <laughs> they gave me another 30 days for assault with a deadly candy. I don't know what, you know what it's like. I mean, I'm in prison, and I got a nickname of Sweet Candy Ass. That was bad. <laughs> and the clothes they give you, you know? I'm like kind of like a whitey tidy guy. I like things tight, you know? And they gave me a pair of boxers. Three sizes too big. I still got black and blues in the inside of my legs. <laughs> and the towel they give you to dry off with, it's like a dish towel. Now I'm 53 years old, okay? By the time I was done drying my balls, that towel was soaked. <laughs> Old ball. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I went in there feeling like Superman. While I was in there, I felt like King Kong, you know? I am a roofer. Um, one of the hardest part about being a roofer is finding that place to go to the bathroom. One day I had to go so bad, I ran to the top of the roof, and I'm stuck going off the side, you know? Next thing I know, the homeowner's running in the backyard. You guys need to hurry up. I think it's starting to rain. <laughs> it's even worse when you gotta take a crap. One day I had to go so bad, I ran in the backyard. And thank God there was woods, you know? So I'm going through the woods, and I'm trying to find myself a nice spot. I sat down. Next thing I know, there's like 10,000 needles in my ass. I sat on a yellow jacket's nest. Oh. And them bees were pissed, man, especially the one with the trumpet. Oh. Anybody watch fucking cartoons? So I'm running back through the woods. You know, I break through the woods line. I got my pants to my ankle. There's shit coming out my ass. Who comes out the door? The homeowner with his eight-year-old son. And he looks at me and looks at his kids and goes, that's why you got to go to school. Look, get on a fucking bus. Due to the bad weather, I've been watching, been home, been watching a lot of TV. Found out I'm not fully clean unless I'm zestfully clean. Kind of pissed me off. And I had to disagree. The best part of waking up is not Folgers in your cup. <laughs> is there a guy here who wakes up like me? I don't know, you know. Oh, I want to say this too. I've never fucked a midget, by the way. Not yet. Not yet. Any midgets here? <laughs> I do. I, 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 I have a midget. 
And dancing cartoon bears does not make me want to buy toilet paper. Show me a beer wiping his ass on a tree. I'm like, fuck, I got to buy some toilet paper. And then he still shaved the children, you know? They show the kid sitting on the ground with a fly on his cheek. And I'm like, man, at least wipe the fly off the guy's cheek. 60 cents a day, price of a cup of coffee. And I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck can I get a cup of coffee for 60 cents? <laughs> All right, guys, I want to thank the Wicked P.I. Show for being here. You guys, hey, laughter's best medicine. Take care of each other, love each other. If you had too much to drink, get a ride, all right? Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you. All right, Danny Sasso. Uh, when he came up on stage, be honest, did anyone say, nah, that guy never went to jail? Come on. That was the first thought everybody had. It's like, man, he's done some time. Look at him. He is weather beaten. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sweet candy ass. I will never get that out of my head now. Never. I see white guys like you. I'm like, sweet candy ass. Sweet candy ass. Sweet candy ass. <laughs> you guys having a great time? Yeah, it was a great time, man. Thank you, everybody, from Wicked Pissa and from Charlie Bravos. You guys have been awesome. Uh, my name is Louis Vasquez. You guys, don't forget to vote for your favorite comic of the evening. We're going to tally them up and let the winners know. Thank you very much. Have a great night. All right. Thank you, Luis. That was awesome. Thanks to all the comics tonight. We'll uh, tally up votes in a few minutes. And as I said last time on our previous show, everyone's a winner because everyone was funny. So um, there's no winners or losers tonight. So we just want to say that. We appreciate everyone for coming out. Uh, our next stop is January 9th in Lemonster. Um, our host for that night is going to be Kayla Sampson. Kayla Sampson will be hosting us at Lemonster at Monument Tap January 9th. If you're interested in that, if you want to open Mike's spot, let us know ASAP, and we'll put you on the list. Well, let them know. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, yeah, don't don't no. tell Byron. Don't, don't tell don't me. Don't throw a patty cake. I'll just forget everything. Byron will be like, um, yeah, and roll over and go back to bed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also, within the next five minutes, we're going to have a roundtable discussion with about ten of our featured comedians tonight, and we're going to throw some questions at them. If you guys in our chat room have any questions you want us to ask our comics from tonight or someone from the audience, if you want to throw something at our guests, feel free. Yeah, and a shout out, our friend Jennifer Lee is listening, listen to just about everybody tonight. Move! <laughs> uh, obviously, we've got a lot of people out there to listen to, and been on the show, in and out. So uh, if you're watching, listening, uh, stay tuned, just a few minutes, we're going to have a little round table with some of the uh, comedians, so just give us a few minutes. Byron, you want to play a tune? Okay. Yeah, sure. I could do that. A little bit of a, our house fan, Heart Number 9 out of Worcester. The song's called uh, Back Home. We'll be back. Feeling like I'm on the road. Live every day just the same. 
This rock star with no fame The way it is for everyone God knows that if I try I might be able to get by Get by as one of Our house band, heart number nine. Yeah, I got nothing to say. You, you say stuff. You, you're smart like that. Grab a microphone. Oh my God. So after the uh, 
after the show, or after the uh, prize award, we'll have a couple of comics come up and shoot the shit with us again. That's an appropriately name for, for what we're doing, uh, Comedy Chaos. It's, it's pretty much everything Bumpa does is rather chaotic. He's, he's big into the video today. trouble of not having any music on the computer because nobody gave it to me. All right, so how much longer do we have before we give away that prize there? What's that? Uh, I'm just going to real quick shout out our friend uh, called Moo Davis. Jennifer Lee is uh, confirmed for January 9th. She'll be in. And as mentioned, Kayla Sampson a friend of our show, a great funny comedian herself, will be the host of our show for January 9th. Uh, so we do plan to have uh, Luis back for another show soon. Uh, but stand by, we're going to have a uh, round table conversation with uh, whatever comedians want to join us. Oh, sweet candy ass! Sasso. Sasso. Weren't you paying attention? Sasso. Good lord. Holy shit. Oh. I know, but you can't you don't have to shout into the microphone, you can just talk. Oh. Also, uh, we're live, streaming live on Spreaker.com. If you want to listen uh, later on, just go to uh, the app. You can get it on uh, what that IT uh, what do they call that? I don't know. Did he go to the bathroom again? Wish.com, which my son bought me, so I can't trash it. You can't trash a gift from your son. Oh, well. Thank God, Bumpa's out of the bathroom.
he's ready. I'm all redneck and shit. All right, guys, thanks again for coming out. Uh, in case we haven't met, I'm Bumpa. And uh, our colleague, who I'm Patty Our colleague with, a colleague with the hangover, <laughs> Byron. Who decided <laughs> to show up to this event because he didn't show up to event number one? Look at him. Hey, he's over there. Listen, the porn store doesn't clean itself, okay? You had extra jizz that night. You should have saw him earlier. I got a new putty knife, so we're good. All right. So as we usually do, uh, you know, first, second, third place. Our third place is a uh, what we call a redneck bag. What do we got in here, Patty? Uh, we have Spam, Vienna Sausage, and a red Solo cup with pork rinds and a moon pie. Whoops. <laughs> and some sugar, some kind of fucking sugar I could find. Pixie sticks. All right. All right. And this goes to the number three tonight is Serenity Jones. Yay! Hit up for number two now. What do you got for number two, Patty? Number two with a $10 bar tab, I think, for on Charlie Bravo's is Danny Sasso. Yeah. Oh, Candy Ass is probably on like a no drink rule right now, but. But if you play it. If you play your cards right, I'll pimp it out to somebody, I'm sure. So see Mr. Charlie Bravo down over there. He will hook you up with tonight. And the winner, the big winner tonight with this many, because I can't count. Whatever this many is. That's why we let her do the math. It's someone new to me. Uh, what? That's why we let you do the math. No, not you. I'm dealing with Ding Dong 1 and Ding Dong 2 over there. They say I'm I'm the brains. They don't agree, but I am actually. Oh my god. Adam, can you give me a second, I guess? There you go. Just stand up there with uncomfortable silence. You'll be okay. No problem. You should see these two when they go on vacation together. It's, it's an absolute shit show. Tell them sing. Tying the cooler on top of the car. It was a good idea at the time. Once it moved, no. Don't ride behind them.
I have no idea what's going on right now. Neither do we. So that I mean, it, you're one up on us, you know. Holy shit! She found it. Whoops. If we could get all three winners up here before you take off, that'd be great. To get, uh, so ready, Danny, Danny, come up. Let's take a quick group picture with Adam. Adam, Adam, before you run away. One final applause for everybody tonight. Thank you very much. And as I mentioned, our next show, uh, right now our next show is scheduled for January 9th in Lemonster at the Monument Tap. Uh, we will, I think we'll, we may be back here another time. Uh, the management here would like us back another time. And we are planning some other dates soon. Uh, have nothing concrete to set you, but we do have multiple interested venues. Uh, including one in Grafton, uh, back in Worcester. Uh, so, yeah, we got a few up. It just can't really share much yet. So I don't want to get anyone excited on something that doesn't happen. Uh, but we will have more dates, and we uh, appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, all those comics tonight, we hope you follow our series, come to some more events. Uh, what we plan to do is uh, after about eight or nine shows, uh, we'll continue the shows once a month. Uh, probably two or three different rotating venues uh, but right now kind of getting the feelers out there what venues to go to um, and it's working out quite well we get a lot of people that want us to go places stuff like that uh, first show and we I do appreciate all the comics uh, patience tonight as far as the facility I know it's pool hall can be a little challenging but you guys did really great uh, you guys did. You so you bared with us, so we appreciate that. Yeah, you guys. You and please, great. all comedians, we'd like you to make it over to our booth right now, and let's do a roundtable discussion and, and talk some bullshit for a few yep. minutes. We'll do a so round guys, table. all so comedians, wants to please for come over. Minutes, uh, have a conversation with us. That'd be great. Anybody wants and to join? if you didn't right, hear it earlier, the whole show is on video, on Facebook Live. The whole show is on video on Facebook Live. Uh, it's on our Facebook page now. It will be obviously there after. And we will also download it soon to YouTube. Uh, Pull up a chair if there's not enough chairs, guys, please. Yeah. So we did things a little different this time. We have better connections than the last show. We had a lot of audio issues before. Uh, but thank you very much. And hold on. We'll do a round table right now. Don't worry about the smell of beer over here. It's far better than when Patty let go earlier. Oh my God, my farts stink. I think I'm freaking no. out. Oh, there we go. 
Now it was like someone opened up a, a sewer line and she stood there and she goes, oh, I just potted. Oh, because yours, yours is. Your microphone is shit, so you can use mine here. Ah, give me this. All right. Hello, is this working? This one's working. I can use this one. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for tonight. great. Thank you for bearing with us between, you know, we're still having some sound issues, but whatever, it works. Um, we're very proud to have this event, this series. We all love comedy. We know there's a lot of comedy venues out there, a lot of pop-ups that are happening at different places in Worcester and here and there, wherever. And it seems like, feedback, seems like there's a lot going on. Um, but we just wanted to treat you guys uh, with a little bit more in a way, would yes. you say that? Absolutely. We wanted to show you, we wanted to give you that, that higher class experience. We wanted to make you feel a little bit more special, in a way. Um, and, it, it, and I'm not trying to shit on other shows at all. <laughs> no, it sounds like, it sounds like I am. And you're doing a damn shut fine up, job. Shut up, you two. No, no, I'm not trying to shit on, but I'm just like, I, but. Shut up, Hi. Okay, that one worked better. Anyway. They all responded to me when I said, you want to come do a round table? And they're like, hell yeah. You know what? I did a question that comes to mind. So uh, we will, uh, let me see. What's, what's that question? What was the question? You remember? Uh, where's the strangest place you ever had sex? Yes. And this is coming from Matt Thompson. Yes? Yes. Where's the other mic? Oh, you've got it. Oh, there you go. There's one right behind Matt. Will that work? Well, the one you have will be everybody else's. Hence the name. Hence the name, the uh, <laughs> comedy chaos. There you go. That's, That's not very long. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, so the side of a very busy road on my honeymoon. Uh, yeah, the hand and mouth stuff had gotten a little too far, and we just had to fucking pull over. Pretty <laughs> wild. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Have you ever been given head while driving? Who has it? Come on. Isn't it distracting you, like, thinking you're like, oh. Whatever. That was his right? GPS kicking <laughs> Oh, my. So, uh, let's see. Strangest place I've had sex. Um... I was dating this girl. Uh, we had sex on the, on the kitchen floor in her apartment. We had had sex in every other room in her apartment. And I'm like, we got to do the kitchen floor. And she's like, I don't want to do the kitchen floor. It's like, I promise I'll, I'll help like mop the floor if we have sex on the kitchen floor. And so we put <laughs> the towels down. 
on the floor. I shook, it's so gross. I'm like, put towels down, doggy style. It's all good. In the, the strangest place I've ever had sex, kitchen floor of a girl's apartment. And it was in Connecticut, too. Which is weird. So it brings back a lot of fun memories. A lot of weird shit happens in Connecticut. So, address? <laughs> It was in no. Meriden, Connecticut. It was very good. She had pierced nipples, and it was always, a, always the best surprise. Uh, strangest place I've ever had sex? New Jersey. Yes. Strangest place I've ever. We don't have sex. We're married. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Puerto Rican. Yeah. She still has. Yeah, yeah, lots of it. Lots of it. Yeah, my, it's true. My husband's Puerto Rican. Everything they say about Puerto Rican men are true. They just never stop. And my, it wasn't really weird. We just went on a camping trip, and it was like in a screen porch, and it was like dim. So we had we slept in like a little camping place, and the back was a screen porch. But I guess what made it weird was that we didn't realize that there was a trailer there. We thought it was just where people store stuff, and then we got. We got caught, but I mean, I did end up having my youngest 18-month-old from that night, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. Fruits of your labor. All right, this is sweet candy ass. Sweet candy ass. On a roof, right? Did I tell you I was just in jail? Rub some Tootsie Roll on that. So, strangest place I've ever had sex would be um, Centennial Beach, Hudson, on a Sunday afternoon. And if you question what I say, just Google my name. It's there. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a Please never Google patty cakes. <laughs> never Google patty cakes. Oh, shit. No, no, no. You, you, you were making all those songs. You got to have a song for The this. charges did get dismissed, guys. I don't have to register as a sex offender. <laughs> wow. Troy. Hey, now. <laughs> it, it's not really, it's not strange. I'm the internet. Mr. Worldwide here, right, ladies and gentlemen. Before we break the internet with your answers. The, the, the strangest place I've ever had sex was actually in a bedroom, but I was with, I was with a single mom, and we were facing her crib, her baby's crib. Now, her daughter was eight years, eight months wow. old. <laughs> eight years old. Holy <laughs> shit. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Is it? Fuck! Eight months old and just learned how to stand. Oh. So her face is down, her face is up, and I'm just staring at her while I'm pounding her mom. But I wouldn't stop until I was done. Sounds like our cat. So we have another question. Let's let's move on to another question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't want to hear what Jeff DeCaro's done. It might violate his parole. Latasha, you have you have an answer? You want Latasha, to Latasha, you got one? Oh hell yeah, keep going, baby. Are you ready? Oh man. Toyota Corolla, I have my 19-year-old son to thank for that. Goodbye. I'm dropping the mic.
Uh, the strangest place that I had sex in the, or the back of my dad's car because it was a, a Toyota Prius. <laughs> so I was getting about uh, 50 miles per gallon in about one nut in three minutes. Just please, God, not while your dad was driving it. I hope. <laughs> no one believes this, but one time I got roadhead when she was driving. <laughs> it was very difficult, but the best night of my life. <laughs> you know, dangerous sex is always the most uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a keeper. You're married to a comedian, so your life is an open book now, and it's, it's subject to everything. <laughs> what kind of things do you do that make you feel old? Old. Who wrote that question? A two-year-old in the crowd? I Googled it, sorry. What kind of things make me feel old? I don't know. Um, I have no fucking clue how to use Snapchat, I guess. That makes me feel fucking old. Um, yeah. And I fucked in a car, so I guess that makes me feel old, too. <laughs> Anyone else want to share? All right. I got one. Give me one. Okay. Ah. You know what makes me feel old? Telling my kids not to do drugs when I know for a fact I have woken up on many floors <laughs> and not known how the fuck I got there or, the, or what bruises came from where or who. That's, that's how I know. All right, hold the mic, Louise. So let's go. Simple is more common question. What got you into comedy? Uh, what got me into comedy was... Um, Oh Jesus Christ! Every time I look, God, yeah, that usually. Happens. Every 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 time I look at my son's face, and he's like, and he looks at me, he's like, "What?" The urge to murder him just became more and more intense. So I was just like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here," and uh, I've never looked back. It's, yeah, and, and then I kicked him out, and he's in college now. <laughs> Cleared out his room. He has no bed, no furniture. Sounds like my place. No escape hatch. <laughs> Troy? Troy. People dying. And my, they, there was a lot of people in my family dying. But originally it was because of like hearing people like uh, Eddie Murphy. You yeah. know, seeing Raw. You know, even years before that, but seeing Eddie Murphy Raw, on, you know, I'm just like, yeah. Or Delirious is like, you know, I enjoy that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Red Fox on TV, even though that was the clean stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I, that I enjoy doing. And then because more and more people in my family were starting to die, I'm like, well, I better do this now. <laughs> so did you have people in your family or friends tell you you were funny? No, my whole family, when we get together, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> my, my family is bad. Like, we, we were at my uncle's funeral, and all of a sudden, there's just laughter erupting in my... His wife, my aunt, turns and looks and like, you shouldn't put us together. <laughs> you know this family. And yeah, so we, our whole family, we just crack jokes at everything and at each other. So we're 
<laughs> Are you the only one in your family that is trying to be a comedian? Got a follow-up question for you. Did you ever own one of those leather suits that uh, Eddie Murphy had? Just, no. just curious. No. no. I don't think they made them in my size. <laughs> that would have been funny tonight. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Sears dressing room. Wait, what's the question? <laughs> So, I ended up here on a dare. A couple of my girlfriends told me I was funny as shit and I should come do an open mic. So I signed up, and they didn't show up. And I'm still oh, here. Yeah. Is that true? Is that a true story? No, I was there for her first I don't show. think she was there for the first. But she's... Yes, I have it on recording. I was there. Okay, well, she was You have it on VCR? VHS. That's why I put you on blast at VCR. Antonetta, we usually only use that for the whole movies. She's got it on cassette. Eight track. <laughs> Latasha, so you're fairly new, correct? I am about four months in. I am so what new. what made you finally have the confidence to step on stage? Being called Raven when I'm older than her and I should have her purse now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but um, from family members from uh, throughout my life, they've always said you're so funny, Latasha. You should be a comedian. You should be a comedian. And again, pretty much like my friend here, Miss Jones. It's, it's been, it was a dare. Like, why don't you just go and try it? So, did you have? Did you work out like three to five minutes worth of material before you stepped on stage? Bare minimum of three to five. I'm very organic. Um, I write out um, somewhat of a quote-unquote guideline, but it really feeds off of emotion from the moment in the crowd. Yeah. Because one of our own would love to step on stage. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that didn't know. I like working we, in a box where nobody can see me. We threw him on stage. Like no, we threw him on stage by accident, okay. actually, at Chuck's Steakhouse when we did comedy yeah. for a cause. Christy Kil Kilbazinski, uh, yeah. you, okay. She was like, you guys are a comedy podcast. Why don't you do a comedy? And I'm like, oh, Byron. Byron's been wanting to jump up there. Mm. And he was hammered. Only after a lot of booze. <laughs> and, and, and everybody knows, everybody knows nothing good happens after a shit ton of booze. <laughs> everything good happens after a shit ton of booze. Yes, yes, yes. You do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't guilty. want to hold it in case she breaks wind. It's going to be. He is guilty. What made you jump on stage? What made you become a comedian? Actually, because I'm fucking crazy, and I figured, you know, the stuff I do on stage, people won't think I'm crazy. I'm just a comic, you know, so I get away with it. Don't you have like six kids? Yes, I do have six kids. I actually, uh, I have three stepkids, three are mine, three grandchildren, uh, and they're all out now, so now there's just me and, and the old lady, so that, that has a lot to do with it, too. I have a lot of free time, yeah. but 
Um, to tell you the truth, I quit drinking, and that's what got me on the stage. So. Really? I've been sober for two years, by the way. And I have another, I have another direct question for Danny. Um, what was the funniest thing you did as a kid? Uh, funniest thing? Oh, my God. Well, my mother used to have a big jar of oregano. I come from Italian, back from yeah. Italian family. And my mother had a big jar of oregano. Well, I dumped it out and put marijuana in it. <laughs> so, as you were supposed to do. Brings a whole well, new yeah. uh, meaning to baked ziti. Yeah, so we would have spaghetti three or four times a week. I never told my brothers and sisters. I'm the youngest of four. Oh. And we used to tell her, man, I love your spaghetti. I put some more oregano in there, you know? Oh, that is so good. And it was even crazier because I switched out her mushrooms one time. And that was, oh, yeah. Your turn. So it's not really like a ha-ha moment or why I decided to do it, but I went I, for the first, her first show, I went. She's saying nobody went, and I went. And uh, I watched her up there, and, and I saw how much fun she had. And I said, you know, a lot of people always told me, like, you should do it, you should try it, but those are your friends. And they laugh because they know your life and they know your situation, so they can relate to you. And my husband laughs because he asked to, so I'm like, I don't know. I'll give it a try, you know? And then I went through, like, this life-changing experience, and I started to learn how to love myself, um, not only from the inside, but on the outside. And I thought, how can I, how can I make it to where, you know, I can really see, like, change who I am? She, I used to be bleach blonde. I went back natural again. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm hiding really behind this exterior, and I'm so, you know, I'm so antisocial in some ways. What can I do to help myself get out there? and build confidence. And I was like, fuck it, let's just try comedy. And that's what it was, really. And, then, and through it, I began to like, realize that regardless of how people felt about me, I still loved myself at the end. It was pretty neat. So it was life-changing for me. Boring, I know, but you know what I mean? It was true. Yeah. Hey, truth. Yeah, it's true. That's what it is. George. Top that, George. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Adam, our big winner of the night. So uh, it's a question, when did, what made us do? Yeah, what made you get into comedy? Why choose comedy? When did you have the balls? I all that, put all that in it. I think I just annoyed. Oh, okay. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. He pulled the plug. No, we, we, we bought this shit at the dollar store, okay? Put it up to your mouth now. Hello. This is my normal position. <laughs> hey. um, Did you go to jail too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I just annoyed my friends enough growing up and decided that I should try this. Yeah. And, uh, and I went to college and joined like the stand-up club even though I sucked. And then, uh, and then <laughs> 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 love from the peanut gallery back there. <laughs> but uh, I actually stopped for like a year and a half because I was busy getting married. And uh, for one of my wedding gifts, 
<laughs> my friend got me uh, a class at Improv Boston, and so I've been doing that for the past eight weeks now, and this is my first time actually going up. No way! Yeah. yeah so, so how did you hear about us then? Like, what uh, made you choose our platform? I, yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I added, uh, like, one of the Facebook groups, uh, like New England Comedy or something, or yes, Worcester Comedy. we posted on there. And then I saw, I lived, like, up the street, and it was nearby. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to drive out to Boston. I'm just going to do this. Awesome. And, Good. I'm and glad. And thank God, because this is the greatest night of my life. I yell a lot into powerful mics, and they don't like that. So I, I can just see it now. I'm listening on the way home. All of a sudden, my speakers are going to blow right out about halfway through the show. They always do, baby. All right. So uh, I got into comedy because I wanted to see what happened when people laughed with me. And can I say I love the picture we posted of you? It took me a few times to look at it. I'm like, is that his hands? It's cute little baby hands next to your face. Those are, those are my kids. I was like, what's that? I, go, I thought you were leaning on your hands. I'm like, what the heck? Those are, that's a funny picture. Very pretty. All right, guys, a, a couple more, and we need to wrap this up. It's getting late. For yeah, I, got, I, I do have a question anybody wants to answer. Anybody get nervous when you're going to talk about a subject? Like, what, What's the, the worst subject that you can talk about? And So, so uh, my... My first time ever doing stand-up, um, it, it was in college, and it was an open mic I signed up for, so I showed up like on the open mic, and I, I decided, like, you know what, I wasn't going to worry about offending anyone, I was going to come with the most offensive material, and that way no one could accuse me of doing... So I show up at the open mic, and the open mic night had been changed to the benefit for the victims of the Haitian earthquake. Oh, no! Oh, um, no! Um, so, so I, they gave me a program, and I was the last person on the list. They didn't say I was headlining. I don't have delusions of grandeur. But I asked them why I was the last, and the person organizing the show said, oh, well, you know, a lot of the people who come to the show, they've lost family in the earthquake, and, you know, they're trying to raise money. So we figured, you know, it's going to be a sad night. It would be nice to end the show on some jokes. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so I'm 19, 20 years old. I'm in Boston about to do, and I've been rehearsing the most offensive stand-up routine for the <laughs> previous two weeks. Um, All-black audience, and let me just say, when you're 20 years old, that's the worst time to have the, oh shit, I think I might be a racist epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> worst time. So I'm like trying to like co cover like my jokes, and I am following all these like spoken word artists and these poets and these rappers. So like, we can help Haiti, we can make a difference. And then I get up there, What's up with the Portuguese? <laughs> and then, like, the, per the or organizer's, like, doing the fake laugh, like, ha, 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 And just, I'm getting the looks like, I'm going to kill this white boy. I'm going to kill this white boy. And so, after that, I'm like, well, that was the most awkward first show ever, and I never feel nervous about that, because when I think about it, I think, I survived pretty much the most awkward first show yes, you can have, so exactly. nothing can me to second performance at Bill Mansion, and it was a Halloween performance, so everybody had to dress up, and of course I kind of failed to read the entire email, so I got up there and I did blackface, and oh. it was, it was, it, yeah, and it, it was hilarious, but kind of like dark, because two African-American elderly had just been shot down in the grocery parking oh, store parking no. lot for being black. 
so my whole comedy was like, yeah, I, I can stuff. It's only the fucked up thing is I can't take this shit off. Like, <laughs> yeah. And now, if you think this is scary, wait till you see the African American version. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So we're going down like flies. Like, this is some serious shit. So, I mean, it was it was awkward. It was dark, but it was weird, and it kind of you know. But that's comedy, though. That's comedy. it is. It is. And it's, that's what's so beautiful about the art. You know, it makes. There's you no play. rhyme or reason to that's comedy. Right. Yeah. There isn't. You know, and it was it was dark, but it was fucking funny, and everybody's laughing, but they're like, shit, should I be laughing? Like, this is fucked up. Oh, she's black. She said it. Hell yeah, oh, yeah. fucking laugh. You know what Love I mean? so, mansion. Love. But yeah, the but it was just one of those, you know, um, opportunities to make people think about, you know, the the culture of like where we're going and what's going on, and also just like laugh and have fun because that's what comedy's about. Uh, I got to say, the last time you and I shared a moment together with that dishwasher there at Bull Mansion, it was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, to the yeah that that dishwashing massage, it's fantastic. It just mm, and I'm like, oh, hey, not bad. <laughs> All right. You have something else for us, Bumpa? Uh, my, my third time doing comedy, I had a joke that I said uh, I was using the VIP stall at work, or as some people say, handicap accessible. <laughs> oh, and no. I, nobody laughed except for one person who was right in front of me, and they went, ha, ha, ha. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so. I guess the most awkward topic, so I've been trying to find a way to write a funny pedophile joke, but I look just creepy and white enough that it might not come off as a joke when I'm on stage. Um, plus, my family's Catholic, so like, it, I don't know, I've kind of just tried to stay away from it until I can find that punch. Feel free. No, that's the thing is I just can't find the joke where it's like, all right, he joked about that. Like, yeah, it's, so I'd say that's like my... My one sensitive subject. So um, you find your way to the stage. Yeah, I'll find it. Next, the next Wicked Pisser show, I'll tell a pedophile joke. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's something to look forward to. All right, so what, what made me do comedy in the first place? So for like three years, I've had, I literally have a list, like, if I printed out probably 15 pages long of like joke premises, which are mostly, mostly based on making fun of myself because I hate myself. And, uh, you're the easiest target. Yeah, so I'm the easiest target, exactly. But then I was listening to, uh, to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had Nikki Glaser on, and she talked about, she said something about, um, you'll never know if you're the next, like, uh, George Carlin or the next piece of shit until you get on stage and find out. And so far, nobody's told me I'm the next piece of shit, so I'm going to keep doing it until you guys start to fucking out of here. Uh, I personally think that the pedophile jokes are just fine. You know, I threw one out there. I sold babies. I sold eggs. <laughs> Stem cell research. So we are uh, we are gonna wrap up, uh, but I do want to thank everyone again. Uh, quick shout thank out. You. Uh, quick shout out to to. Uh, to Candy ass. We can
Truth. Don't say it's over 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.